Okay, we've got a brief window of opportunity with the President of the Royal New Zealand College of GPs, Dr Samantha Merton. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. We're we're hearing a lot from people that they are asking for tests for COVID-19 but are being refused by their GPs. At the same time, we've got the Prime Minister saying, say yes if you're being asked to have the test. What's happening here? Um, I haven't um, heard of GPs refusing to see patients. There are some practices that may not have the capacity to do swabbing, and so they would be referring them to other places or the um, community-based assessment centres, the CBACs. Um, I know that in some centres, the CBACs have been scaled back or reduced numbers, and that has caused a little bit of difficulty for um, people in practices who may have normally referred to a CBAC, and then the CBAC's not there anymore. So um, it's a bit of a mixed, um, um, I suppose, um, field as far as where it's available, and it varies around the country, and we're still trying to work out a system that makes it really smooth and easy for people, and it's actually very tricky when you have to travel to a CBAC or travel to your GP or GP has to fit in space for you to be able to do your testing in an afternoon or a morning or wherever it happens to be. Because are there still you know, rigid PPE kind of protocols required to do a test? Yeah, there's still, um, as health professionals, we still need to be cautious. And if we are genuinely testing to see if there's COVID in the community, then we should be protecting ourselves and patients and anyone else who might be in contact. So that might mean that you need to have a separate room, but also it might mean that you um, we try and schedule it um, at the practice to a certain time of the day so right. that it's um, easiest for us to um, manage it. And so there's, we're still trying to be as cautious as we can. And um, it's not the reason that, like every other test gets done in the laboratory, but mm-hmm. this test has to be done somewhere where it's people are protected and safe and everyone's protected and safe. So it makes it very tricky to get a system that works uniformly across the country for everybody and makes it simple. And so we're still working on that process of trying to make, simplify it for everybody. So if somebody wants a test, they can't just get it. It will be very dependent on their GP and what kind of systems and facilities are in place. So if they, if someone wants a test and it, there's, there's still criteria that we are trying to meet. So um, we wouldn't do a test on someone who has no symptoms Um, we would be doing tests on people who have um, viral or cold-like or flu-like symptoms, People, all the people that we know about if they've been travelling or um, working with the um, borders or any of those sorts of people, we would be testing no problem at all. People who are just saying, well, I want to have a test, no, I don't have any symptoms, then um, there are... There's funding for the symptomatic people and the people who meet all the criteria. There's no funding for people who just say, well, I want to have a test and just see if I've got it without any symptoms. So it's, that's, that's another tricky part of it. It's not just a free-for-all, give me a test, I want one. Um, we still have to be assessed and make sure that they meet the criteria to have it funded for the testing. You can get it done if you're going to pay um, if you don't have any symptoms and don't meet the criteria. So, okay, so if people were happy to pay, they could get it done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, just the other thing too, when you say that these uh, testing stations have been scaled back, whose decision yeah. was that when we're being told that we need to ramp up the testing? I think from a DHB perspective, they're looking at how do they manage it, and, and all the DHBs are different across the country about how they manage it in their community, and you can imagine that 
in a rural centre, you may not have a feedback, it might be relying on the GPs. In somewhere like Auckland, when you've got large numbers of people and you've got um, um, having systems that will like either it's everybody doing it or the strategic stations that make it easier so that run-of-the-mill everyday work can carry on because that's the other thing. GPs have to carry on the everyday work as well as doing extra work. And so um, if you want to make it easier for a place like Auckland where there's lots and lots of people having care all the time and you may have a lot of burden of health need, then trying to get it into certain centres might be more helpful. And so each of the DHBs have been looking at what's best for their community and um, um, several of us in urgent care and general practice and the emergency departments are working with the ministry trying to make sure that it works in the different regions um, well so that patients get what they need, that it's still sustainable for the practices and the urgent care facilities, but also um, it makes it cost effective for the government. That's, that's another part of the battle. Yeah. Because yeah. when the Prime Minister said yesterday that COVID-19 testing numbers are about a third of what they were during Alert Level 4, half of where the government would like them to be currently. Well, surely if the DHBs are scaling back testing, the government's saying it's half of where we want it to be. There's a disconnect between the DHBs and the Prime Minister's messaging. And I I think the other side of that coin is that actually the number of people who are unwell and um, have viral illnesses, when we first started... Um, looking at um, reducing or closing up the criteria, but that was when we were thinking, well, actually, we may have a surge of winter illnesses and we don't have any COVID in the country, and um, but, and we didn't know what had gone on in Victoria. So now we've got um, not too many winter illnesses. We've got an example with Victoria of how it can get out of hand if you don't test. And so I think... In March, we were changing things every three days. Now, now we're changing things every few weeks, and so um, it's um, it is a matter of um, seeing what the landscape's like, and then um, rejigging things so that they work for the new landscape that we're in. And we started in June, going well. Actually, if if winter gets to be um, really lots of people unwell, would we be testing all of them? Probably not. But now that we don't have a lot of unwell people, and that's the criteria that we we're trying to meet, then. Um, we have reduced the number of tests because there's not so many viral illnesses. So we're working on what is the the, the number that we need to do and how do we manage to do that um, strategically and do that across the country well. But thinking about places like Auckland, Rotorua, Wellington and Christchurch where there are people coming back into the country, are those areas more... Um, we do, do we need to be more careful in, and so therefore strategically placing more testing in those spaces. So it is um, it is a logistical nightmare. process that we need to go through, <laughs> and it is yeah, probably a bit of a nightmare. So yeah, we're all sort of feeling that sort of across the country, really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. Dr. Merton, you have a difficult job at the best of times, but this just sounds like a nightmare. I, yeah, I think <laughs> it, it just gets weary. I think all of us are weary, you know, like we've just sort of, Everyone feels uncertain about what's going on and what are we going to do, and things change every five minutes, yeah. and the country feels like it's uncertain. And I think we're all just sort of like, oh, it's over this. But um, but it is the long game. We need to have a process that works logistically for long term, and also means that it's sustainable for both the government, patients, and people who are doing the testing, so that we can get a process running that makes it really easy for everybody. And we're still a long way from that, aren't we? Oh, yeah, we're way away. 
Thank you so much for your time. I know it's valuable. Dr. Samantha Merton, President of the Royal New Zealand College of GPs.